Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's that time of year again where the wind blows and the lightning crackles and you sit down and enjoy Halloween. The time of year where we have the most listening to Pumpkin Pod, where we discuss our favourite pumpkin items with people of the pumpkin profession. Now I'm joined by Doctor of Pumpkins at uh, Oxford University, Mr Christopher P. Barnes. Hello Mr Christopher P. Barnes. Hello, yes, the P is stands for pumpkin because I love them so much. I, I, I had a feeling. Now uh, Mr Christopher P. Barnes, so what, what is your favourite uh, pumpkin? I like the orange ones, that's... It's the, the the traditional Halloween uh, fodder is the... Uh, why do you always yeah. do this every week? Yes, the orange one. <laughs> well, well, there's no, on there's no... There's not two different <laughs> kinds of pumpkin, is there? This is a pumpkin card. <laughs> it's small screen 90s. We're back with a Halloween edition. Do, 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 do. Uh, you're all right? I'm all right, yes. We're back. Well, we're not back, no. are we? Because we're, at the moment, point of recording, we're going through Christmas every week. I love the way we're on hiatus, but we're not on hiatus because we seem to be working harder than we've ever worked on this ever. But it's going to be yeah, good. I... Trust me. Bear with us, listener. It's going to be good. I thought, oh, little mini podcast would be a lot easier to edit than the normal podcast. But no, it turns out it's not. It's almost as long. Yeah, it is. But don't worry. Once said done, we'll be back to normal pods whenever that may be. When I don't know. We're not going to discuss that now because we're here. We're in the flesh. Chris, how It'll be doing? next year. It'll be next year, won't it? It will be next year. And we'll start with yeah. series two. Ooh, what are we going to do? Oh, no, I'm calling this... I'm co- uh, never mind. <laughs> this is admin we could have done before we started. Exactly. I'm calling the to... um, advent calendar series two. So right. next year will be series, series three. three. I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure they're fine, but I'm pretty sure there's no listener who's putting them into audio files so they can listen to them in series appropriation. Yes, they are. It's, he's called Joseph Bartram. from friend of the show.
Well, good to hear from you, Joseph. Uh, what, what have you been up to? I've been gigging in Worthen. And... Worthen? Yes. I, yes. Uh, I once went to Worthen and uh, I went on the pier and I looked down to see that it was held together with ratchet straps and I very quickly got off that pier. Has it ever collapsed then? Since then, I, or not? Well, I don't know. Like they were, they were well like put together ratchet straps, but uh, you don't want a pier holding together with them, do you? Really, you want that nailed in or cemented. So, what, what happened with you and Worthing? Well, one of their first acts did the faux pas, which you should not do in a gig full of comedians. Was he started talking to the comedians and asking them questions? I was like, you don't do that. What backstage? No, no. When he was on stage, what oh happened was God. I was the, I was in the front row and I was about to put my notebook into my pocket and he's like, "What are you doing?" I said, like, oh, "Sorry, sorry, mate. What's your T-shirt say?" When it said uh, "One Liner Headliner," trying yeah. to feel good. And I thought, "I'm not going to tell you what it says." And he's like, "Oh, no one seems to want to talk to me tonight." And he went over to the other girl over the other side who had a notebook in front of her. So obviously she was a comedian as well and asked her about. I was like, "What are you doing?" Go and ask the table over there of people eating their dinner. Ask them what they're, they're doing. Punters. <laughs> yeah. That's odd. Yeah. Would you do that? Would you speak to the comedians if you knew they were in the row? I, I wouldn't speak to them if they were backstage most of the time. <laughs> I was also wearing my hat with my glasses on top of my head. And I was like, I'm obviously an act. <laughs> I love the idea that you thought you were just the clientele of a normal person. <laughs> Who's that guy? Oh, bless it. He was well, asking some of the comedians what they did for a living, which I think is disrespectful. It is, it's very disrespectful. Well, well, was he quite new? He was quite new. I, I can't remember his name. He'd do but... that a few times and then realise his mistake. Oh, but apparently when someone asked him, they asked him what he did, and he said, I do stand-up comedy. I thought, well, you, you, you don't. You don't. It's anyway, enough of slagging off the comedy community. It's Halloween. It is. I hope everyone's all right and not terrified. Uh, this, this took a lot to watch. This is Ghost Watch. The programme you're about to watch is a unique live investigation of the supernatural. It contains material which some viewers may find to be disturbing. No creaking gates, no gothic towers, no shutter windows. Yet for the past ten months, this house has been the focus of an astonishing barrage of supernatural activity. But the only problem is it doesn't have a theme tune. So now on the spot, what theme should I play? I'm thinking Monster Mash. I like Monster Mash. It's, this is Ghost Watch. I, I don't uh, think that song reflects the show, does it? I think it does. And I once heard a really weird parody of that from a band uh, over Halloween who did like an adult Halloween set as a band, which is odd. And they did a song called He Did a Monster Slash. He did a slash. It was a graveyard <laughs> splash. And uh, that's all oh. I stopped with me since then. Has it been recorded? About, we have used it. I don't think it was. I don't think that band is oh. going anymore. I think someone got put away for something quite dark. I don't usually go on TikTok because I'm in my 30s. But part of me was all right with the first... I saw Michael Parkinson's face, thought it's a bit of a laugh. Saw Craig Charles, thought we're in for something funnier. And then it just turned. It just turned so quickly. Even though I knew that none of this was real, it just got into my head and it started playing 
the pipes. Uh, I watched it all in four separate sittings, all in the day. <laughs> and even then, even then, I think sometimes it's scarier in the day as well, isn't it? No. Because you're more likely to see... Well, if you see a ghost in the night, you're not going to see, like, the full effect of the ghost. But if you see a no, ghost it's... in the day, like, it's going to be more terrifying, isn't it? No, it's scarier in the, in the night. I don't know. I don't, it is I the don't day. know. I yes. don't know. Would, would don't this that, thing be less scary because the ghost is called Pipes if he just started playing the bagpipes? <laughs> just turned into an episode of Family Nest. <laughs> you just hear the bagpipes <laughs> being played upstairs. <laughs> well, because it would kind of like take me back to Edinburgh being stuck in that bloody hostel. I think that well, would be terrifying I, for me. I did exactly the same thing. I started watching it in an evening, and well, I did, I, actually, I didn't have enough time to watch it all. But then I sort of stopped, and then when I went to bed, I left the light on because I didn't. I left <laughs> the light on, so I was scared. <laughs> and um, not me, not not the actual room light. I've got a little light because think about the electricity bills, obviously. So mm. I have that on, and. Uh, and then I watched it in the day and then found it quite funny. It, I, is, it I, is funny. It is very funny. And I mean, just to put it out there as well, I don't mind horror. I don't mind Halloween. I don't mind stuff where I think that's ridiculous. But the minute it's like the paranormal and I think, hold on a minute, no one, no one fully understands it, do they? So no. it could be real. And I'm not saying it is. It's not real. Saying it isn't. <laughs> we're, we're talking about actually seeing ghosts in a bit. But I, 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 no, nobody knows, though, do you? There's no conclusive answer. So, and Michael Parkinson in it as well. Um, right, the start of the beginning, the start of the beginning. So, Ghostwatch. This was put out on the BBC, and it was a mockumentary. Now, one thing, it wasn't a mockumentary. It's like one of those call-in shows. It was like comic relief if something had gone terribly wrong. But I noticed in the titles, it's got the author's name. It says, by. Yes, well, obviously, with the War of the Worlds, when everyone thought on the radio they were being invaded by aliens because everyone tuned in at the wrong bit. So, obviously, yeah. people tuned in a second before it started and didn't see it by and thought, oh, this Michael Parkinson's doing a telethon. Yeah, a telethon for the paranormal. Also, my highlight of it as well is there is a picture above the fireplace, and I've screenshotted it and I'll send it to you, of just a ghost in a light... Uh, in a frame, but it's a classic kind of ghost that if it was from the Beano, it was just someone with a sheet over there with two eyes, and I'm like, you're not taking this very seriously. I So everyone, everyone, people thought this was real, and it wasn't. It was a drama, but everyone thought it was a hoax. Everyone thought it was a practical joke, and it isn't. It, it's just a drama that everyone took as real. I Watching it back as well, because it starts with, it's basically, it goes to, it's basically based on the Enfield haunting. And if you don't know about that, that's what The Exorcist was then based on. And uh, that, weirdly, Craig Charles and Sarah, here's Sarah Green, isn't it? Here's Sarah Green. Go to the most haunted house in Britain where there has been a paranormal phenomenon going on with the two girls who live there 
uh, and they have a ghost called Pipes because it sounds like the pipes moving who lives in the cellar. And uh, I noticed like there was one scene as well where all of a sudden there was like a banging and then Craig Charles jumps out of a cupboard wearing a mask. Oh, that freaked me out. That's the skit. I hate jump scares. I jump scares as well. I'm going, it's the most insensitive thing you could be doing at that point as well, isn't it? Going, obviously, they're a bit shaky around this thing and probably a mental trauma. What can I do? Put on that mask and jump in that cupboard. Oh, that's literally what I did before we started recording, wasn't it? Put on a mask and, and yeah, put but, my but camera I've, on. I've not been through <laughs> that. And, and one of the facts I uh, found out about this as well, the paranormal activity films are based on this. So the guy who wrote and directed them based it all on these this and those paranormal activity movies. I've watched them all, but they scare the shit out of me. And Most Haunted with a Vet Fielding is the closest thing, because they used to do live versions of that, and this is almost exactly the same as what they would do. Not because, basically. I know the name Robert walks around, and I know Mary does, but there's this peace and calm of spiritual activity there with... Uh... You what is it, Derek? You alright? Mary loves Dick. Mary loves Dick. Mary loves Dick. Don't say all that. Those things about him. annoyance a nice lady but i feel as if she's got this great love um for dick right for dick okay great love Co- you know um covers him up um covers him up are they are they related or are yes they, they're related yes right she covered him up she helped him how do you mean covered him up how did she cover him up sam well what annoyed me more watching it back as well is it was a weird one because like halfway through i was like these are clearly actors yeah <laughs> And the, one of the great things is it kept cutting back to Parky and they kept putting out this number. I think it's 11888 or something like that and for people to phone in. But apparently if you rang in to say that you'd seen a, seen a ghost, they would tell you that it is a kind of a televised scripted programme. So, uh, Oh, I misread the number then because I thought it was 811811. I thought it was the phone line for Live and Kicking. It is the phone line to live and kick him, but it's I was, also uh... dead now. So, uh, sorry, I said it wrong. If anyone wants to phone in, and a few people rung in saying they'd seen ghosts, and uh, someone rang in saying at the beginning they saw a creepy figure in the darkness, but I'd, I'd watched it back and not seen anything there at all. What do you mean? Like, there's one phone call where they, that a girl rings in and says, uh, there's a woman, there's a figure of a woman in the corner by the curtain. And Yeah, there was. Back. There was the first time, and the second time they removed it. Yeah, so people very, thought they were seeing things. It was all very scary. And also, th- this narrative of Sarah Green going on about how she had seen a ghost one, like just bubbling underneath. Thing. And, and I, I heard it the first time. I thought, oh, any minute now, any minute now, that's going to come out. Personal <laughs> highlight as well was the professor. What, from New York? From from New York with Parkinson. Not with Parkinson, with Parky. Uh, I don't know. Which, yeah, no. uh, talking to him. 
on the sofa like it was a real thing. It was so eerily shot. And also, the cameraman, I'm darting all around the place, the cameraman who weirdly looked like Aid Edmondson. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did an Aid Edmondson impression, didn't he? Yeah. It's like, oh, do your impression. <laughs> I, I hate that kind of 90s-style video camera ghost footage over anything because you can never see it clearly. Now, anyone who grew up in the 90s, now watching the video, you'd see ghosts in it all the time because it's the film. Mm. And I believe if you want to see something, then you will. And it just was really... I don't know why I found it so creepy. I knew it wasn't real. I knew knew everything in it was scripted, but I was generally went away feeling a bit uneasy. You do know this is... You do know it was a 12, don't you? They rated it a BBFC, yes. (laughs) Well, I cheated slightly, which was I went on YouTube and found out every time you saw the ghost in the room. So I wasn't so freaked out. I think the worst one is the one in when they're in the kitchen and you can see him reflected behind Sarah Green. A lot of them, they've put them in because it's, oh, because it's 90s. You miss half of them. Yeah, well, it's, it's it's almost like Haunted Where's Wally, isn't it? Almost like a more yes. sinister. If you read the book and he like he's just got a knife in his hat. And this is the thing I never get. Like he lived in the cellar. The ghost lived. If your yeah. house is haunted, don't go in the cellar. No. Also, <laughs> if your house is haunted, here's something. Move. <laughs> I, know, well, I, know, well, I, know, I know. I know. A few listeners are going. It ain't that easy, Adam. We've had ghosts for years. What got me was that they didn't when it all. Oh, when really bad at the end, they didn't stop the broadcast. They just kept, still kept uh, broadcasting the whole time. I found that bit at the end where it got weird and they, oh, we've unleashed, oh, what is it, a, a, a national seance. <laughs> and I was like, what? That, that was when I went like, oh, you didn't need that. That was too much. A national seance. So every single need... ghost would pop up. He didn't need Michael Parkinson wandering around. <laughs> At the end, oh, still trying to host, even though he'd finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still holding on to the end. I think I like to think the BBC are a bit more savvier than that. Are going like, if if the world had launched a national seance, they'd just stop the recording, put out like last week's EastEnders or something. Well, that's what started making me laugh was the fact that if you'd found evidence of ghosts, you'd be more excited. But um, there's a bit where they play Michael a recording of the ghost. And it just ends with him just saying, oh, extraordinary. Right, now over to Sarah Green that's in the house. <laughs> that's, that's not how it would be. That is. Yeah, that's hilarious. Also, why were they calling the cellar the, the glory hole? I think that was just a bit of a laugh. Wasn't it because you said, what about the glory hole? And I was like, hang on a minute, did I miss a bit? But but also, like, surely glory holes were called glory holes back then as well. Yeah. What, what do you call them now? Uh, glory not you holes. personally. I don't know, but the cellar, isn't it? And it was just okay. very... Are you going to Google what, what do you call glory a glory hole? cellar. No, it's just come up with uh, anal sex. Right, so... Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Craig Charles was the best one in it, because he was, he was acting, but he was being Craig Charles. Parky was being Parky, but not Parky exactly. But it, it was obvious sad lines, though, as well. Like, that's the thing. It was They yeah. weren't delivered as it like they normally would. And it was very kind of, oh, hello, I think there's something why I cut over to there. And it was like, all right, mate, it's not a B-Tech in performing arts. But they cut Craig Charles talking to two women and they said, oh, this 
Labrador was killed and it had babies. All, all the babies came out and stuff. Craig Charles was like, oh, my God, that's really horrifying. Also, now we've got to go and talk to this man over here about <laughs> this thing so he can do a monologue. It wasn't... Normally, if you're doing an interview with someone, there'd be a back and forth. He just monologued walking along the road going, oh, yes, well, uh, I believe in the ghost and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other bit as well? Like when one of the people who called in, or I don't know if it was the girls in the house who were like, uh, well, uh, there were stains on clothes that weren't there before. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you going to say let, next you put one, you put two socks in the washing machine and only one came out? Was it just me? Or when they showed the kids' drawing, the man had a penis. Or is it... What, what? The, the drawing of you the didn't... ghost? No, I saw yeah. the penis. Yeah. <laughs> There's I also an, the... another bit later when they show broken crockery and um, Parky picks it up and goes, oh, it's a, it's a lady with a head missing. It wasn't. It was obviously shaped like a knob. Oh, Parky. He notoriously will never acknowledge a knob. <laughs> it was one of the rules for his uh, talk show. That's why he didn't get on with when he interviewed Meg Ryan. I, I don't really like being scared, right? So, like, Halloween and everything is all right. I watch the films. I watch everything seemed tough. <laughs> and uh, I hate it. I hate doing Halloween <laughs> stuff. I hate the thought of a ghost. And I don't believe there are ghosts there. But give me 10 minutes on my own, I've convinced myself there is. And on two separate occasions in Coombe Martin, I saw a ghost. When? Where? What? Huh? No. It was two o'clock in the morning, and it may have been that I hadn't slept for 36 hours. It might have been that, but I was doing my washing at three in the morning, which is the <laughs> witching hour, and I had to do my washing in the old manor house because that was the only place with the washing machine, a 17th century manor house. And I, I put my washing in, and I thought, you know what, I'll go away and I'll come back. Now, this manor house was overlooking the sea. I came back 45 minutes later at the door of the manor house, there was a little girl, waved at me, and then disappeared. And I ran home and got my washing the next morning. Did she live in the house? No, no, I lived in literally what used to be the old shower. No, block. no, 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 no. did she live in the house? What? No, no, there was no one yeah. in there. It was empty. <gasps> and, I, yeah, I literally hid. And uh, I told uh, the barman, oh, yeah, I saw someone. And he went, yeah, yeah, it's haunted by a girl who roams the building. I thought, that is creepy. And the second time was in that house that manor house where I was asleep upstairs and I had scratching on like the door and I was like, what is that? And I opened the door and there was nothing there, but it was really loud scratching. It could have been a member of staff. It pretty much was a member of staff, but at the time I got bad vibes going into that room. Now, after I watched this, I had a dream that the Grim Reaper was coming from the other side of the room to try and get me. I did the best. And I, and I punched him in the bollocks like uh, Rimmer in uh, Red Dwarf. Oh, yeah. And then woke up. <laughs> I think no, because it was so uneasy to watch. Like of going, like it just messes with your head, and especially like nineties, it made me feel like a child. And everything's scary when you're a child, isn't it? Yes, I was always scared of films that I shouldn't be scared of. I think I'm scared of the Hulk Hogan film. Is it something Commander? Where at I thought you were going to go, Mister Nanny? Uh, I was scared of Mister Nanny as well. I was terrified of Muppets Christmas Carol. What because of the? Oh, because of the Ghost of Christmas Future. A Ghost of Christmas Past, even. like past. <laughs> To this day, I still can't watch it. It makes me wince. Generally, like, oh, I, I don't know. And It's, it's a Muppet seems... version of the Grim Reaper. It's not the real Grim Reaper. Uh, well, it's all right it's for got... you to say. You just kick him in the nuts. He's got Muppet hands. Well, it this is from a man who used to be... 
used to be scared of the that. honey monster. Yeah, I could understand that. Which is weird, because I live next to a graveyard. So I can't be scared of ghosts. I've never ever looked at that and thought, that's scared. Even at night, and a few times, like someone's put loads of lights up around one of the graves and painted like luminous paint on it. It's weird. Uh, yeah, this was just creepy, man. And I can imagine, like, putting this on at the wrong time and thinking it is real, and especially in the 90s, because no one... That's what people need to think as well when listening to this. In the 90s, there was no internet, there was no nothing, and people used to believe what they were told by the media. Weird times. So this must have freaked the fuck out of people. But when they were doing the tape, they they said they filled her mouth up with liquid so she couldn't speak. Oh, yeah. Look, That's mm, weird. It's a bit <laughs> odd, isn't it? And then taped it up. Very odd, like, I don't know. Have you ever been ghost hunting? N- no, uh, but I like to. Yeah. I went once, one Halloween, to that same building where, like, apparent normal people from Devon came down and was like, there's so much activity going on in here. And I was like, oh, uh, have you seen anything? And they were like, no. So so there isn't then, is there? This is a lot of electros. And go, once again, how do you know that's a ghost? (laughs) What? Well, in this, they showed broken crockery. And then they said, oh, we've got some spoons that were bent. And it's like, well, what what did this happen? Well, I came back in the room and all the spoons were bent. And I was like, well, that's not proof, is it? No. (laughs) The only proof is Yuri Geller's been round. Uh, Uh... Michael Parkinson was more dismissive than he normally would be, I think, with some of the callers, like, saying, no, I know, I think think you've just had too much to drink during Halloween. But also, the, the one person he told to rewind the video back, and then I was sat there going, how did you do that in 1993? <laughs> well, he took ages, didn't it? He didn't. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. They didn't do it straight away. So you're going to have to record it. Because this would definitely uh, be something you record, wouldn't it? Was it me or did the scientist from America sounded like Jeff Goldblum? It does sound very much like Jeff Goldblum. Finds a way. <laughs> it was, yeah, I'll take that. It was very kind of like that voice. Who definitely believed in like ghosts. That was it. Michael Parkinson said, oh, it's Halloween now. It must be home brew time. <laughs> that's why people are ringing in. I like uh, um, Sarah Green's saying, oh, that, um, Mike Smith did not seem to care that much that his wife was stuck in a house with a poltergeist. He wasn't like screaming at her, get out. He was like, no. oh, oh dear. Oh, I better get some more phone calls. Probably why they're not and, together no more. And he said, no, Sarah, don't go up the stairs. It's like, oh, that sounded so... It, he wasn't a very good actor, I don't think, Mike Smith. It's very odd, isn't it? Well, I... Because I watched, as a palate cleanser, as being terrified of this, I watched the Enfield one. Have you ever seen it, the Enfield documentary? No. And what, what, what of it? Well, basically talking about the exorcist, and they've got this recorded voice of this person talking like, are you there? Yes, yes. And and the bloke's so convinced, going, that is not the noise of an 11-year-old girl. And you're going, yes, it is. Yes, it is the noise of an 11-year-old girl talking in a deep voice. Do you live in a house? Yes. It's like... Oh, well, they did it with the little girl. They were like... And we tried to make her do it afterwards, and she couldn't do the voice. I was like, oh, couldn't she? (laughs) One of the arguments I used as well, I was going, I tried doing that voice for three minutes and I couldn't keep it up. So imagine keeping that up for a few hours. Going not good. But with practice, you would. It's just talking with a deep voice. It was, yeah. Oh, looking at it now, we're having a little laugh about it. But at the time, it did freak me out. It gave me pretty severe dreams. Well, when I went to bed after I'd watched it, I did make sure I'd lock the door properly. <laughs> yeah, you, but the thing is, like, you could lock the door, but they can walk through the wall. I don't think you understand what a ghost could do. You locking the door makes no difference. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm not scared of ghosts. Serial killers with knives. That's what I'm scared of. But then again, like like those... Yeah, but do you get much of them in Ashford? uh, Some. You you would be surprised what we get in Ashford. I wouldn't. I went around the town the other day. (laughs) No, 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 no. I would not be surprised. Lovely place. And near the end, it turns out that the kid was banging, doing the banging, and Michael Parkinson's little smug face of, oh, look! Look, nothing was actually happening at all. But we're still going to stick with the programme after they found out they might have been all fake. But, oh, no, but we'll continue with our Halloween entertainment. It was just... most. It was clearly what most haunted became. It was, apart from they got better infrared cameras than this, because the infrared cameras were shit. It was awful. Oh, mate. It was just like <laughs> that great 1993 technology <laughs> of going up, put it on infrared. Stupidly, I th- thought about this before we started recording. If we did this properly, we could have pretended that our podcast was being haunted by pipes. But it's too late now. We, we can, he can pop in. <laughs> Hello, it's me, Pipe. Pipes is a great oh, ghost name, by the way. It is, because you think, oh, we're just banging the pipes. But also, yeah, just Mr. Pipes is a freaky <laughs> That's name. his name. His name again is Mr. Pipes. Also, also the, they go back in the room and the girl's got scratches on her face. And he goes, oh, she did it with her nails. And her mum goes, look, she hasn't got any nails. <laughs> also, <laughs> those scratches don't look very convincing. <laughs> no. Do you, do you know anyone who's ever seen a ghost? 
Or, or have you ever had any ghostly encounters? I've, I went down the stairs once and went but near the front door, and there was like smoke near the front door, but it didn't look like a ghost. But I don't know what it was. Was it a low cloud? Mm. Well, I had a dream once that this bloke that looked like my Uncle Frank came into my room. This isn't yeah. going where you think it is. <laughs> and, um... I hate to tell you whatever <laughs> Uncle Frank told you not to say. <laughs> With you. No, I'm, hang on, I'm not finishing that sentence. <laughs> Listeners, no, you don't on, know what's coming at Christmas. At Christmas, he says the worst thing possible to me about <laughs> one of my family members, which I won't repeat. Anyway, it turns out my granddad looked a bit like Uncle Frank. So yeah. they're like, oh, oh, your your old granddad came and said goodbye to you. I was like, he might have done. Some people say goodbye. Would you say goodbye to loved ones? But no, maybe he came to say hello. But uh, I th- it was definitely it was definitely a dream. It is weird, isn't it? The old paranormal world, and like once again, if I think if people want to believe it, then they will see stuff. Yeah, but, and I, I still don't know what I saw that night. It felt real, but then again, like I had been awake for quite some time. I was running free parks at the time, and yeah, I wasn't even like drunk or anything. But I think if you're tired, but yeah, are, are we rating this? Yes, what are we rating it? Of ninety. Five. Uh, what, what, what do we need to write? Rate it out. Something scary. Out of sixty-six. <laughs> how many? How many pipes would you give it? I'd give it. <laughs> I'd give it. Um, I give it fifteen. What? Well, yeah. But what, out of what a number? What? Let's just do it out of ninety. Oh, we could do I it. I would g- 50, give but... it about forty. I think Ooh. maybe they should done it actual live as a live broadcast instead of definitely because it would have made it feel more real it actually yeah. being obviously it was most stuff was recorded and pre-recorded so yeah. it wasn't actually proper live did, I, I did Michael Parkinson know what he was doing did he know that he was in this or did he actually think he was doing a paranormal investigation well, he's still waiting for Angela Lansbury to turn up well that cop that bit can't go in <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot she died I don't know why I went there um, sorry Angela while Angela Lansbury, I don't know. It just seems like someone at the time we'd be interviewing. Ah, uh, oh, or uh, Meg Ryan, Meg Ryan, or just waiting for that shipment of Parker pens and working out how to get rid of them. So many pens. I said this is. It was scary, but then also when you watch it, nothing actually really happened. The, that's what the ghost doesn't scarier. do anything. The ghost doesn't do anything really. He just. Also, the weird thing was in the studio they'd got a big picture of the two girls. In the background, like yeah. a big picture. Of, I thought that is weird. Why would you have them in the background of a show? It made no sense. It, like <laughs> it was one of those things where someone thought this would be a good idea, and uh, yeah, I think it was a good idea. It was odd. It, it was like I think Halloween's a weird time to scare people as well because I, the other day I, I've been watching a lot of the Halloween films back, and I watched Halloween one and Halloween two, and I don't know if you know this. Halloween three doesn't have Mike Myers in. At all? No, it's got Shrek in it instead. It's not got Shrek Whee! in it instead. Hey, it's got a put a Shrek in it. Oh, put a Shrek a in podcast. it. That's a callback. Uh, but it, it's based on capitalism. Is is the main <laughs> villain, and I find that more terrifying than the Mike Myers one. <laughs> it, it's it's more real. It, it yeah, Seasons of the Witch, Halloween three Seasons of the Witch. If you get a chance to watch it, it's creepy as anything. You do watch it for you. Where's Mark Myers? We should have reviewed Shaun of the Dead, shouldn't we? Well, we are, <laughs> but the problem is it's too good. When this started, I was like, oh, this isn't going to... 
this is this is serious. This is and it's it's I don't know. It was serious in, in the good way. Some things can be so serious that it makes it funny. But I thought, oh, this, this I probably would have been brought in by this if I'd seen it live. I don't think I'd. Would, would you you reckon like you'd be like, hold on a minute? Definitely no way they could open up a gateway to hell and still finish a TV show. <laughs> Well, they used to do this documentary on BBC Two of these two. He's going to say he's all the time. <laughs> no, of these two people that ran a window company, and it was clearly a documentary. Yeah. And my mum said, "Is this a comedy? Have they made this up?" And I was like, "No, no, it's it, this is real. This is actually they are doing this." If I remember their names, oh. that sounds like a great a great show. The people who <laughs> run a window company. How did that? It was, get- they were very David Brent, and like watching it, you're thinking, "Oh, is this real or not?" I don't know. Oh, they're like selling double glazing. Yes. Oh, mate, there's a show. Yeah, and also, why doesn't Happy Campers do a Christmas special and review it? Hey, series three of Happy Campers. Shout out to everyone. It's come back. It's on top form. I can't say too uh, much because I'll, I'll talk to you after the podcast. Uh, I thought your friend left the holiday oh, industry. No, he's now he's back. He's back. He's, back. Uh, yeah. he's still up for doing a little interview. Yay! <laughs> uh, he's not who I want to interview, but I'll, I'll tell you after the podcast. <laughs> Don't do this. This is Chattervix. Hang on a minute. I'll just, text, I'll just text. I'll text you who who, who that person is. That's what John Chattervix right. is like. <laughs> uh, I love Chattervix. <laughs> the Humphrey Kerr episode was amazing, I, and and Paul Foot this week. I just love them. I love a big shout out to Rosie as well. Like who, who, Chris for some reason didn't put the dots together. Who she was? I, did, I didn't know who Rosie was. Well, because because <laughs> on Chatterbix, I'm working my way back through the episodes, and I'm on episode hundred, and there've been yeah. two hundred since then, so I've got another hundred to go through. Oh, do you not? Do you not just work from the back and then listen to a new one as you go? Oh, I, should, I should really do that. Well, I've listened to ones that I was interested in. Why are we talking about Chatterbix for? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like, like it's great fun. I love Chatterbix. What a great podcast! So, what are we giving Ghostwatch? Uh, a spooky forty. A spooky forty. Yeah. So let's lock it in. On the so it's getting forty. In the, is is it going into the main uh, chart? Is it going? What are you saying? Do you want it to be canon? Is it canon or not? I think it's canon. Canon. Yeah, put it in the chart. Put it in the chart. Yeah, put, it, put it. Give it. Give it in the chart. Put it in the chart. I uh, I don't know. I'm very tired at the moment. Like I've I did like a gig last night. I did a work in progress, and it went really well, which I think surprised me. Uh, <laughs> So I'm now like I was full of life and didn't sleep. And you know when you just get adrenaline after a gig and yes. then you realise, why am I still awake? It's 3am. Uh, that, that's my life at the moment. So I'm so like, I don't really know what's going on. And I've got, I'm gigging with you tonight, which is always a rare treat. Yes, we're in Herne Bay. We are in Herne Bay. It's going to be good. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll probably be off for a little while longer while we do Christmas. So we yeah. will see you probably the 1st of December. We will see you the 1st of December. I don't know if we want to put in any little kind of rambling episodes. Do you want to do any? Maybe. We could Why do. am I talking about this now? We just need to go have this <laughs> conversation. That's what they want, the behind-the-scenes stuff. This they is don't. like 
They do. We're, we're lucky they want the episodes. Right. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. He's waving. For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the mash He did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash He did the mash It caught on in a flash He did the mash He did the monster mash From my laboratory in the castle east To the master bedroom at the vampire's all came from their humble abode to get a jolt from my electrode. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mash. It caught on in a flash. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included and his son. The scene was rocky, all were digging the sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the mash. They played the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They played the mash. It got on in a flash. They played the mash. They played the monster mash. Out from his coffin, Rex's voice did ring. Seemed he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. The monster mash. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the mash. It's a horn and a flag. It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. Now everything's cool, that's a part of the band And my monster mash is the hit of the land For you, the living, this mash was meant to When you get to my door, tell them what is said Then you can mash Then you can monster mash The monster mash And you, my graveyard smash Then you can mash You'll catch on in a flash Then you can mash Then you can monster mash a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.